couple shots before we get started with the podcast. Okay. You are listening to Black and Behind the Scenes. Hi, um, welcome back to Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And thank you for joining us and listening. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany, what's up, girl? What's, what you been up to? You know, same old, same old. It's getting colder. <laughs> it is. It's like the temperature just dropped overnight or something. Yeah, it's. I had to turn on my heat. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I girl. haven't done that yet. Uh-uh, I don't play. I'd rather be burning up hot than to be cold. I and I was, like, miserable this weekend. I was trying to, oh. t- t- you know... Put that heat off as long as possible, but I had to go ahead and turn that thing on. I feel it was you. it was too chilly you. for me, so yeah, I was walking around in socks and a sweatshirt. Um, so you know that yeah. was my thing. Um, so I do feel you on that part. And but uh, it is summertime in my car, though. <laughs> I love it. Right. <laughs> Get some heat seats going. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So it feels real toasty in my car. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, it did drop. Um. That was unexpected how cold it got. And it's not, yeah, and it's, we're done. Like, yeah. there is no fall. I feel like we're just going straight to winter or something. Oh I don't gosh, know. I'm not ready. How was your week? Um, my week is pretty cool. Um, the weekend was good. Um, not too bad. Uh, nothing exciting, though. I'm just pretty low-key. Yeah, nothing really. My, my dog was sick recently. And she has, she has allergies. And so, um. <laughs> <laughs> He's the number 231 why I don't have pets. Talking about allergies. Yeah, yeah, she has allergies, and so she her first her uh, coat was shedding really bad. But luckily, we have medicine for that already on deck. So wow. drugged her up all week, but she's good now. So wow. I'm happy about that. Okay, well, interesting. <laughs> she's like, okay, and with <laughs> you and your dog problems, that's funny. So do you have dog insurance? Oh no, no. I'm oh okay, no, okay, I'm not okay. that bad. Okay, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> not because um. You know, I might want to put that out there in, in you know, in the world, but nah, it's not there. Nah, I can't do that. Yeah, Mm-mm. I feel you. <laughs> That's a little, little too much, but we'll um, keep yeah. In our prayers. Yeah, yeah, she's getting better. Allergies. Mm-hmm. Her, her allergies. <laughs> but um, guys, we're gonna get right into the show and hit you up with the industry rundown. So a lot has been going on. And you know what? I'm going to start off with some good news. So let me jump to my phone really quick because um, I was going to jump into some controversial stuff. But let's just jump into the great news let's first. Start with the good news yes. first. Yes. So Cartoon Network and the black women, oh, black women that animate or black women animate, um, they're hosting a production, the productions company's first boot camp training session this Saturday, October 20th at the Cartoon Network Studios in Burbank, California. So this is great, guys. Um, this is an opportunity um, to develop and enhance animation skills through a series of master classes and panels with industry leaders that kick off conversations with team behind with the team behind Craig of Creek. Um, so this is just to help minority women in the animation world to be able to learn um, techniques and kind of hone their skills and network and. Build. So it's happening this Saturday, October 20th. So if you are in the California Burbank area and you are in the animation and you're a black woman, why don't you go over and check that out? That's pretty cool. I mean, interestingly enough, the founder of Black Women Animate is going to be my 
spotlight of the week. Oh, nice. Awesome. Great tie-in. So we Love will that. talk more about her later on later. in the segment. Yeah, later you'll learn some more about that because I just learned about this company, honestly, um, from the report that I saw this morning. I'm like, who are these women? Oh, my goodness. What's going on here? So, yeah, they do some really dope stuff. And like, I, like Brittany said, um, we'll talk about that later on in the segment. Um, so next is up that we're going to talk about is some, something a little controversial. Um, so I don't know if you guys heard, but The Rock is set to star and produce in Netflix new film, John Henry. Um, it was reported, I believe last week that this happened. And so, and if anyone who's not familiar with John Henry as I was not, Brittany, were you familiar with John Henry? Oh you yeah, were? of course. Okay. No, I've never heard the story. So, <laughs> so for those who are just like me, who don't know who John Henry is. Okay. So John Henry is a, was a free slave who worked in the railroad. It's a folk story. Um, and he was a steel driving man um, who was tasked to hammering steel drill into rocks and to make holes for explosive and blast tunnels, rocks and constructions on a railroad tunnel. So that's a story. And so from my understanding, from what I saw, it's supposed to be or who normally portrays this role. He is a darker skinned African-American man. Correct. correct. And due to the fact that this was a free slave, it's a darker African-American man. Right. So, um, so yeah, so let me just get some backstory on this. So mind you, I said The Rock is supposed to be starring as John Henry. Now this show was pitched from Netflix writer Tom Wheeler and the, and he already had The Rock in mind when he pitched this idea to Netflix. No, is Tom white? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, Okay. Now, they the reason why he selected The Rock for this role, and I'm not giving this any justification. I'm just telling you guys the backstory, okay? Don't come for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they selected The Rock because they want to appeal to an international audience. That's it. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it before you even said it. <laughs> I, knew you, I know you know. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm just letting the audience know because I think people have jumped... Well, okay, you have every right to be upset about this. I understand. However, I did want to give you guys the backstory as to why this is happening. So, Tom um, and Netflix, and you know, you guys, Netflix is a numbers company. And so, they saw how well Jumanji did, which starred The Rock. It made $962 million worldwide. So, that is kind of why they kind of pitched it with The Rock in mind and why they want to spearhead this for their international reach of their audience. Brittany, give your comments. Now listen, the reason why people are up in arms is because John Henry is being whitewashed, right? Yes. I mean, it's almost similar to um, Zoe Saldano oh, playing Jesus. Nina Simone, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, girl, That was a catastrophe. Nope. <laughs> yeah. This is not it. And, and I understand that The Rock is going to give us numbers, big box office numbers. Right. But... I mean, I don't know. I mean, John Henry, as told, like like you said, it's a folk story. Mm-hmm. And he had this supposedly, like, super strength. He was really strong. Yeah. And so, we're talking about muscular build. Okay, maybe The Rock. But there are also other dark-skinned men that I feel like who, who, who could um, do this role just as well. Like, just to, off of my top of my head, I'm thinking uh, Michael J. White. Oh yeah, uh huh. I saw that. Um, yeah. As people, people also um, recommended him too. You know what I'm saying? Like they somebody. Um, I'm also thinking about the he passed away, but the guy who starred in Green Mile. I want to say Michael Duncan. Is that oh his yes, name? Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, yeah. yeah he would have been perfect. He, that would have been a. He yeah. Been per- what about Ben Rhymes? 
Why is that okay? Who? What? What did he? What did he plan? Girl. So he played Holiday Heart. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know him. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. He could, he could be. But okay. So the yeah. only thing about him is he's a little bit older. We we'll probably need a younger, younger guy. Younger guy. Listen, they also I, said the guy from who played in um, Black Panther. Um, the uh, oh who um you know uh, yes yes they were also saying him also so yeah I think he could fit too yeah I I think there are tons of people that we could choose for mm-hmm. from as far as the appearance yeah if this was an animation and he was voicing John Henry I don't think I would have a problem but the fact that it, okay. the fact that he's going to portray him like a live action yeah. <clears throat> nah because my yeah. John Henry. Is not um, racially ambiguous. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Even though The Rock is black, he is black, guys. He is. Yo, His daddy is black. Yo, is. Your daddy black. Yeah. Black. One drop rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One drop rule. But you ain't you ain't giving enough us enough melanin yeah. to pull off John Henry. Okay. So I get it. I get the argument. I understand. Yeah. No. I get it. We need somebody a little darker. I want some like dark roots, Mother Africa. <laughs> you know, right. dark to play that role. So yeah, so it's been like a huge controversy online. I know you guys have seen that too. So I just wanted to give a little backstory as to why Netflix chose to go with this. So I'm curious to see whether Netflix will pull out. Well, I don't think they're going to pull out of the deal, but if they recast this role. Well, I'm wondering if this is going to be like a. What type of film this is going to be? Is it going to be like a children friendly film? Is it supposed Not, to be lighthearted? It's supposed to be a family film. Okay. That okay. I do know. I don't mm-hmm. think it's supposed to be animated, but I do know it's supposed to be like a family. That's what the pill that they're pitching is like a family, a relatable story that everyone can kind of internationally jump on board with. But we'll, you know what, we're going to get into the whole international talk um, probably later on this season about numbers and things like that and how black people are doing the damn thing across seas. But yeah, um, moving on. We shall. <laughs> we shall move on. So, um, you guys, also, Issa Rae has been cast to star in a comedy um, named American Princess. I think it's a series. Um, I thought it was a movie. Is it a movie? I think it's a movie. Okay, maybe it's a movie because I I was confused as to what it really was. I know it's going to be on Fox Mm -hmm. or Fox is producing this or, yeah, I was a little confused on the details on this one, guys, but sorry about that. Um, but yeah, but it's called American Princess. It's written by Amy Adobe. Um, and it's going to be directed by Sheila Maggie. Um, and... This movie is about an all-American woman uh, that is drawn into a world of wealth and high society when she is unexpectedly, when she unexpectedly falls in love during a trip to London. Um, And this is slated to be released next year. Now, this story kind of reminds me of The Princess Diaries with Anne Hathaway. Yes. As well as uh, What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, it'll be kind of cute to see this story play out. And um, Issa Rae is an American black princess. Are you excited about this, Brittany? Yes, she's gonna be our own little fake Meghan Markle. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. Pretty much. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. So I'm excited to see this. Um, and the and the women who are behind the writing direct these are black women. So this is a very black um production that's about to um happen. So this is pretty dope, guys. So keep your eyes peeled for this one. Um, that's late slated to come out next year. 
Um, yeah. So the next the next uh report that I want to tell you guys about is 50 Cent just landed a $150 million deal with stars, right? Mm, making that money. Yeah, he is. I know he's happy. Um, <clears throat> this includes a three-series commitment in addition to um, dedicated development and executive um, decisions in developing G-Unit projects, with, which is his company. Um, he also mm-hmm. gets a role in merchandising and licensing with the brands of the content that he developed with his company. So that's pretty dope. Um, and so I, the, the one thing that had me interested in this story is that <clears throat> everybody knows that 50 Cent has power and that's doing extremely well. I mean, the season four averaged 9.3 million, um, multi-platform viewers mm. per episode mm. with an average of 7.3 million over the series lifetime. Mm-hmm. So he's doing huge numbers for stars. Mm-hmm. But my question is, Let's be real, because if you're going where I'm thinking you're going... You know where I'm going with this, right? Okay, so let's dig into this a little bit. So Shonda Rhimes also got a $100 million deal with Netflix. Mm -hmm. And then Kenya Barris had a $100 million deal with Netflix. Mm -hmm. And 50 Cent has a $100 million. So my question is, how is his resume compared to Shonda and Kenya... Girl. worth $150 million. And I am not hating. I am absolutely Girl. proud that he's able to secure this deal. But my thing is, will stars get their money for this on the back end? And I honestly don't. I mean, yes, power was great. But what else has 50 Cent done Girl. to secure the bag at this extent? Girl, you're speaking nothing but the facts. Because when I read this story, I'm like... Now, what has he done to garner that much money? You because, know? you know, when he had that 50 Central show on um, BET, oh, hell no. you saw how quickly that faded into the background. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that catastrophe. What else has he given us? And to truth be told, I mean, I ain't never seen 50 Cent as a, a credit as a writer on Power. Yeah, no. I think he just okay. the concept idea, maybe exactly. that, um, so, the I idea mean, of it. So I don't, girl, I'm very interested. So the couple projects that he does have coming out that I know a lot of hood folks love <laughs> is that he's coming out with the Black Mafia family, um, which is the story of Big Meech. Um, does that ring a bell? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm <laughs> like, okay, you do know, okay. So um, that one and another one called Vanguard, um, which is, I'm not really sure what that one's focused on, but he does have a couple of ideas. But I, I think the Big Meech story, if done correctly, will bring in big numbers because if people have been anticipating this film for a very long time. Oh, this or, is a film. Or film or series or what. I don't know exactly what it is they're doing with this, but yeah. So they've been, I know it's highly anticipated into um, the culture. They're really like looking forward to that. But I, I just don't know what else this man has done to, to be able to justify this money in this deal. You know what? I No tea, no shade, but 50 cents has absolutely done nothing to <laughs> I, I agree to get this type of deal but he's a money man and he's a great negotiator I mean it's the same thing that he did with vitamin water you know what I'm True. saying he did not come up with vitamin water no, himself but you would not but know he that parlayed that yeah. into millions of dollars and, and his mean, probably record deal too yeah That's probably was like a huge and thing yeah making, I mean I'm not gonna knock his hustle but I am going to give this a side eye. Yeah. Because. Just a little bit. I think Stars is in over their head. And you know what? Also, the argument I think that came up is that I think they were so afraid of losing him 
that they decide to give him, throw this at him to keep him there. Because Power is the one show that actually revitalized their network. So, so for him not to move to a Netflix, for him not to go to an Apple or an Amazon, they had to give him something to keep him there. And I think that's what this yeah, is. Yeah, but I'm just like, because if they're trying to keep this urban mm-hmm. theme or the urban audience right. into stars, then why cancel Survivor's Remorse? Oh, like, that's so good. What is he going to... I don't know. I'm that's a good question. Yeah, that's a like... yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we we will see. I mean, we will be paying attention. We will be watching because I don't have faith that he will be able to pull out another power. Yeah. I don't. No, sh- I'm not. It's no shade. I just honest. He doesn't have the resume, people. Like, think about it. What he else has does he to employ? Other people. If it's, yeah, if it's just concepts, then that's fine. But I would like to see him. Um, you know, get some new fresh talent in there to help him. Something, like, cause as as of right now, I don't see it. Me neither. But prove me wrong, Fifty. Yeah, prove, prove us wrong. Me wrong, please, please. Make do. me eat my words. Yeah, please, because um, yeah. Cause Fifty Central ain't it. <laughs> I ain't, that ain't it. And please do me a favor and don't be an actor in any of them because you yeah, actor no. ain't Mm-mm. nah, not at all. Moving on. Next. (laughs) Okay, guys, and that will wrap up this segment for Industry Rundown. Thank you. All right, we're back. And it's time for Spotlight. All right. And as I mentioned earlier, when Antoinette was um, giving the Industry Rundown, our spotlight honoree today is Taylor K. Shaw, visionary creator, writer, producer, on-camera personality. Um, she has produced content for Viceland, MTV, VH1, BET, Comedy Central, as well as CNBC. Um, but she is also the founder and CEO of Black Women Animate. Mm-hmm. Black Women Animate's um, mission is to... Change the world of animation by providing innovative animators with resources and access to tools they need to be influencers in the world of animation. Um, They're seeking to change the quality and scope of animation by giving black women their rightful place in the industry. Nice. And I ain't mad at it. Not at all. Um... So Taylor, let me tell you, I'm super impressed with her. She's very <laughs> She's pretty young. dope, huh? Yeah. She's young. She's 22. And she's already out here doing dope things. I know that's right, girl. She um, was creating a project and wanted to collaborate with um, black animators. And she was finding her search fruitless. Mm, and been then there. That's what led her to create the Black Women Animate. Um, so they do talent. They represent talent. And then they also give direction and, like I said, tools for um, content and production. Nice. Um, They're having their first boot camp, as Antoinette Mm -hmm. said, in the industry rundown, October 20th at the Cartoon Network Studios in Burbank. Mm -hmm. So if you're a black woman animator or if you're just a black woman in the industry and you want to support other black women doing great things, I suggest that you attend, network, um, mm-hmm. and support I think is really dope absolutely it is really dope that um, um, she has this um, company to represent um, animators and, uh, and black women's voices listen shout out 
lots of black women seeing the void and like feeling it, feeling it, <laughs> jumping in, head you know like because I think we've been ready. Yeah, and that's what I, I was listening to with something else earlier today, and it's like black people are sitting on the bench. We've been ready. <laughs> it's, it's our time now. We're jumping right in. <laughs> We're not playing anymore. Not only that, but it's just like how um, last week when we highlighted Damn Right Originals mm-hmm. and how that company represents screenwriters. Right. This company represents animators, and it's just like yeah, we have the talent. We just need access to the tools and, yeah. and the production, mm-hmm. and, and we need the support. And opportunities. And That's opportunities. all we ask for. That's it. And women like Tay- Taylor, they're providing that. Mm-hmm. Listen, girl, you go. I, You know what? You're a member of the most illustrious sorority and sisterhood on the face of the planet, so... I know it's destined <laughs> <laughs> for you to do I'm great like, things. I'm going with this. I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> you know, by default, um, I know that you're going to do well. But really, congratulations! And Absolutely, great, well stuff. deserved. Yeah. yeah, we we love and support you over here at Black and Behind the Scenes. So we'll definitely be rooting for you, girl. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, um, but and also just to piggyback off of this story and what we're talking about is that. Like, do you remember, like, what your favorite animation or character was as a child that you connected with? Oh, boy, she putting me on the spot. I am. Um, so I really liked Alvin and the Chipmunks. Okay. You know, that's where I got my namesake from Brittany from Alvin and Chipmunks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, you know about that, yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks, I was very into. But then, like, you know, when I was growing up, it was, um... Like Ninja Turtles, X Men, mm-hmm. that type of like yep. comic book, Ducktales. Oh yeah, I remember Ducktales. Mm-hmm. So I didn't necessarily have a favorite. I did watch a lot of Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. um, but I don't really recall seeing any black characters. Okay, yeah, that's very true. We did, we didn't. Um, I would say like mine would be. I was a huge Rugrats fan, like over the moon with Rugrats and I didn't understand why now looking back at it it was very inclusive (laughs) it was it it was and it was very ahead of its time and doing things that other cartoons were not doing at the time and topics and things they were talking about but yeah but Susie Carmichael that was my that was my girl yeah yeah so I didn't think about that because Rugrats is a little bit like in that age where I'm like I ain't really watching cartoons and I'm, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so I wasn't yeah, really no. into regrets. But yeah, no, so she was a little black girl. Yeah, she was with natural hair. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and she was not only um, a little black girl with natural hair, but she was giving them the business. Yep, too. Sure. She was Absolutely. not letting Angelica uh, she, boss her around. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Yeah, she was everything. And her parents were everything. And uh, her brothers and sisters were everything also. So I just love the fact that, that that was something that um I was able to connect to and I love seeing it um as a child and so due to the fact that we have something like this network of women coming together hopefully to build more programming like um Dr. McStuffins Dr. that's McStuffins. out right now. Huge success, Dr. McStuffins. Little girls of every race and mm-hmm. ethnicity love Dr. McStuffins and it's, it's just, adorable. You know, that show garners disney so much money yeah and merchandising alone mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's time we have yeah. to, more characters yeah. and more representation of us and other races as well just to see so kids can see themselves on tv like it's it's, it's about time people so yeah. I'm, I'm i'm 
super excited about this program, super excited about this networking opportunities for these animation um, women. And so, yeah, we want to see great things. Yeah, shout out to you, Taylor. Shout um, out. Keep, keep doing your thing, girl. Absolutely. All right. And we'll be back after this segment. guys we are back and it's time for spoiler alert spoiler alert you know, i was getting ready to say spotlight girl <laughs> <laughs> um so what do we have up first Brittany, for spoiler alert first let's um hmm let's talk briefly about black lightning okay cool absolutely black lightning, let's get into it um premiered last week the Pierces are back. Yes. They survived their attack from Tobias. Mm-hmm. Um, all the green light babies have been discovered. Yes, they and have. they've been analyzed and mm-hmm. probed, and people are in outrage. Yes. Because we were like, we knew it. The government has always been experimenting on black people. This right. is nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're going to get into that whole, I guess, ramifications of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um... What can we expect? Well, here are my predictions. Okay. Okay. Let me get into what I think is going to happen. Um, you know, we saw in the season premiere that Jennifer, um, who is played by China and McClain, she's still struggling with her powers. Yeah. Oh, but the effects on that are so amazing. Right. When she was in the tub and all that. Girl, I, not even that. Just the view of the phone. When the sister held the phone up and said you were levitating. I was like, look at that. Look yeah. at those graphics. Amazing. Beautiful. They have stepped up their game. I expect, out of all of the CW superheroes, I feel like Black Lightning has the best graphics. That may be a stretch. But they, I feel like they have the best graphics. And yeah, if they amazing. continue on good. with what's happening in this season premiere, mm-hmm. it's going to get better. Yeah. But, okay, so Jennifer is still struggling with her powers. Yeah. But to me, she seems to be the most powerful oh, out yeah. of all of them. It's always like that. Um, she just doesn't know how to really harness them. Right. And it'll be interesting to see her, for the audience, to learn all whatever she has capable in yeah. her arsenal. Mm-hmm. But here's what I think is going to happen. Okay. I think she's going to fight Khalil because, you know, he did the attack on the school when he ran away and we don't know where he is. But he's still reaching out. You think she's going to, they're going to fight. I think she's going to eventually come into her powers, come into her responsibility and be like, okay, I'm going to be, I don't even know what her power. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Fireball. I don't know. We don't know. Shooting star. I don't know. (laughs) But then her and Khalil are going to have a face off. Okay. I feel that she's going to actually get with Khalil. Girl, I don't think so. I, I just feel, because I just felt like this the text message and she said like she was getting her feelings about some stuff. I don't know. But yeah, continue on. Okay. But that's just my prediction with that. Well, okay. you, she, Antoinette thinks that they're going to get together. I think so. I think they're going to have a fight. Okay. All right. So we'll see. Polar opposites. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Um, so now we, we've discovered the green baby, the green light baby. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. all of the, um, children who have been, um, subject to the ASA, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, experimentation. Right. I think what we're going to discover is that a lot of them have superpowers because remember the little boy came back to life. Yeah. And he was kind of shown by his family. Yeah. I think he may become a superhero. 
Okay. That's true. That's true. Because they did, like, he ran off into the woods or something like that. Or, yeah. like, ran away. And yeah. So, we may see some little um, ancillary characters helping Black Lightning mm-hmm. out. Um, I also think that um, there might be a threat to reveal the Pierce's secret identity. Yeah. Especially since the detective yeah. um, could, figured it out. Right. But to be honest with you... Ray Charles could have figured it out. And you know, girl, I was just waiting for somebody to say something because, damn it, that's your best friend. Y'all hang out all the time. How you not know that wasn't him, girl? How you not know? He just took off, and you saw he took off his mask. Like, oh my like, little like, eye cover up, the big reveal. Yeah, the big reveal. Oh, I'm Black Lightning. Boo, we knew it was you the whole time. <laughs> oh gosh, that was so funny. I just died laughing. But and yeah, disguise another. I hate. It. I'm telling oh. you, that's the one thing I hate. Is the costume? The costumes. Yo, this is on, not guys. a disguise. No, it's not. You take off this little <laughs> bit. First little boys. of all, the eye mask really is only covering the pupils. Like, it, yeah, and it's not even just like cover up half of the face, like right. Batman or something. Like, mm-hmm. girl, if y'all don't get out of here with this mask, mm-hmm. but what I'm thinking is that other people is going to find out who he is or who, you know, the rest of them are and kind of threaten to um, reveal their secret. Um, I think Tobias, he's not going anywhere. They're going to definitely have to continue to fight him. Right. And here's my big prediction. And I don't know where I'm getting this from. I just have a feeling. I have a feeling that Gamby is going to die. No, not Gamby. And Kara, Fawdy. The girl who was the, the assistant vice, principal, yeah, yeah, and the spotter for the mm-hmm. she's gonna take his place. Oh, not Gimby. I like him. Richard from Sex and the City. Oh, but somebody has to die this season. Oh, Brittany, gosh. I mean, I'm just saying. Why can't it be Tobias? Why can't he go? I like him though. We need him as a villain. I really like him as a villain. I love his character. Yeah, I really do. That's cool. Yeah, you know what's okay. So. That, that's, yeah, I agree with you. And a lot, what people need to understand is that a lot of times in the first, for a first season or the first episode, they lay out pretty much what's going to happen for the whole season. They kind of give you hints and clues of that. So, um, I'm dead on. I agree with what she's, only thing I just don't agree with is just, I think that she's going to get back with her boo thing a little bit. Just a, just a hint. Then maybe they'll fight in the end. But other than that, I agree with everything you just said. I just don't want, aw. Okay. Aw. Okay. But y'all continue watching Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but one of the okay, two things that I thought were really dope in this episode was that Meteor Man met Black Lightning. <laughs> I got my life over. I think, oh, it's Meteor Man. Shout out to Robert Townsend. <laughs> yes, I thought that was really dope that they really that they did that in the like the first, I think it was the second scene or something. They put yes. him put him in there. Shout out to that Robert was really Townsend. dope. Um, the other dope thing was when, um, what is the mother's name? I forget her name, the character. Um, mm-hmm. When she was being interrogated, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, brought me back to Menace Society. I was just waiting for him to say, you know you don't fucked up, right? <laughs> you know you don't fucked up. <laughs> I really thought they were going to put that in there. I honestly no. did. I was just waiting for it. No. Oh, it was so good. They set this scene up and everything. I was just like, oh my gosh. And you know that would have went over so many people's heads. Oh. Oh. But if you black, you know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. It just gave me life. I was like, oh, this is amazing. 
only black people can write some stuff like this and like have it embedded into our culture. Like I love it. That was really dope. <laughs> so those are my two highlights of the whole episode. That and other than the fact that this family is beautiful as hell. Like this mm. is a beautiful family. Yeah. Like I just can't get over how gorgeous these people are. The the mother, the father, the, the children are just gorgeous. Nafessa? That's her name, right? Nafessa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is absolutely gorgeous yeah. to me. I just can't get over so it. So pretty. Her skin mm-hmm. is just so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. I just, yeah. This this cast is just beautiful. I yeah. just can't. Yeah. But Shout yeah. out to Black Lightning. Black Lightning, guys. Watch it. Definitely, um, again, like we said in our first season, this is a family, um, family, family show. Like, you can watch this with your kids. I would say... Maybe 12 and older, 13 maybe. It's a little cussing, cussing word, you know, cussing's in it a little bit. But um, definitely you can watch this with your kids. So I think you should get your kids together and kind of watch. It's a nice family-friendly show. Yeah, and listen, if you need to catch up, it's on Netflix season one. So. Season one is on Netflix also. And if you don't have cable and if you're a streamer like me, a cord cutter, you can download the CW app and watch it for free there. Yep. They're taking your information, but you can watch it for free, okay? Yeah. Facebook is taking your information too, so hey. Same difference. So never Okay. <laughs> so back to um no, we're done with Black Lightning. Okay, so yeah. Black Lightning's a wrap. The next spoiler alert would be um the Quincy Jones documentary yes. on um Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's co directed by Rashida Jones, mm-hmm. um, his daughter. Yeah. Um so a couple of thoughts on that. I thought I thought it was cool. Um very informative about the um, vast amount of work he yeah. has done. Um, if you only know him for one specific thing, now you know him as jazz mm-hmm. music composer, um, the score, score for movies. Yeah, you associated him with Michael um, Jackson and Thriller. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like amazing catalog, crazy. Crazy catalog and just like the genius and creativity that's all in this one brain is mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, Very well-deserved. All of his accolades. Absolutely. So I was glad to see him kind of, people kind of learn, or the younger generation, I should say, Mm -hmm. are kind of um, getting a glimpse into what he does, what he has done for the music industry before he dies. Because we always tend to like... um, Yeah give those people those accolades when they pass on, you know what I'm saying? But I think this will um, definitely introduce a younger generation to Quincy Jones' work. Um, What I did not know was that he had all those damn children. Oh, yeah, girl. (laughs) Yeah, all those musicians. Okay, I'm not going to say all the musicians, but the majority of them have tons of children everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't playing around. You know. The one thing I thought was that I thought the documentary was a little jumpy, a little... And by jumpy, I mean, like, um, all over the place in the beginning. Absolutely. I agree. Because it, it almost lost me within, like, 10 or 15 minutes in. Yeah, I was like, I oh, was, this ain't good. Yeah, no. I, I almost cut it off, literally. I got up and walked away for a second, and then it started getting good. I came back. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah, I no, I felt the same way. Because I, because it went, it went, it was talking about present day, and then it jumped to his past, and then it just went down that path for a while, and I was bored. And so then, then it, they brought it back forward and kind of went over his history and his timeline. Then I got pulled back in. But I would say this documentary was a lot different from documentaries that you normally see on people. 
or their um like it wasn't so based on the past like in the sense that it wasn't Mm -hmm. just like archival Mm -hmm. um information like old looking kind of you know just Mm -hmm. that kind of feel to it it had like today a modern spin on it because it kept bringing you back Mm -hmm. to the present day and what he's working on and what's going on now Mm -hmm. and then it brought you back to the past of what he did and how it ties into now and then back you know so I like that back and forth in that sense and I didn't have so much past history and like a disconnect in that way so Mm -hmm. I thought the film was amazing like really great like I really liked it a lot I agree yeah yeah so definitely if you haven't seen the documentary watch the Quincy doc on Netflix it's a great Um, watch I think it's worth watching it Mm -hmm. definitely worth the stream Mm -hmm. definitely worth like a Sunday morning like or afternoon kind of watch you know to watch that yeah for sure Okay, and last but not least, we are talking night school. All right, let's get into it, girl. Night school, starring Kevin Hart, who is also a producer and screenwriter for the film. Mm -hmm. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Right. Director Malcolm Lee, Mm -hmm. um, who gave you Best Man, Girls Trip. Yep. You Uh, know. Ride Along. Ride Along. along. Malcolm Lee is an acclaimed black director in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, produced by Will Packer, yeah, acclaimed black producer, mm-hmm. giving us tons of favorite black hits. Yeah, um, the budget for um this film was twenty nine million. Mm-hmm. To wow. date, the box office has done fifty eight point five million domestically. Okay. So by that terms, it is a success. Mm-hmm. Um, opening weekend, it did twenty eight million, making it the best opening weekend for a comedy in 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He's been doing that consistently. Uh, well, Will Packer, um, his projects, because I believe that's the same thing that happened with um, Right Along, the first one, mm-hmm. um, during the, I believe it was MLK Weekend yeah. of 2017 and opened, or 2016, one or the other. And it, it had the best numbers or yeah. for comedy. Yeah. So I thought, um, you know, that alone is showing, uh, once again, industry and mm-hmm. sex that um, black people can headline. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and bring in box office numbers. Definitely. So, let's get into... Um, the review of it. The review of it. So, the premise of this movie is um, Kevin Hart plays a guy named Teddy. Teddy and another group of misfits try to pass the GED exam. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiffany Haddish is their um, teacher yeah. for night school. And overall, the film is just about, you know, second chances, redemption, mm-hmm. stepping out of your comfort zones, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you get the gist. It's a comedy. It is. Um, I personally thought it was funny. Okay. <laughs> this movie has been getting mixed reviews people either love it or they are like nah this ain't it i thought it was funny i thought it was worth i mean it's not something i would be like girl don't go see it yeah go see it i thought it was funny enough to go see it okay i would agree with that i think it's funny enough to go see it did i chuckle a few times yeah maybe four or five times throughout the whole movie i chuckled out loud I'm just being honest. Like, okay, so, yeah, okay, so for me, it's just like, it wasn't as, okay, so I had preconceived notions about this movie prior to going into it, all right? So I had some, I had felt some type of way about it. So I went to go see the movie and I wasn't as, 
disappointed as I thought it would be. Okay? okay. That's a good thing. So, it wasn't, it was slapstick funny. It's not really yes. my thing. Yes. I'm not really into that. And Tiffany Haddish's character did not bother me as much as I thought she would. Mm-hmm. I thought that that, remember when she's first introduced into the scene, like she's a loud mouth person that's just cussing and fussing. And I thought they would carry that character throughout the film, but they did not, which I'm happy they did not do because I didn't want to see her portray kind of the same character at least that I've seen her in other movies oh, yeah. and I just didn't want to see that again yeah so I'm happy that they toned that down a bit and she was like a different kind of character in this sense so I was happy about that but other than that like I said I laughed out loud like five times yeah I mean it's a comedy yo like Kevin Hart Tiffany Haddish ain't no screen actor guild award winner actors you know what I'm saying <laughs> Just, yeah, I just... So, I um, mean, for what it was, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I thought it was cute. I did think that the ending was a little bit rushed. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was good. I did like the fact that um, it didn't turn into a romantic comedy. Yeah, and me that, too. Um, yeah. Kevin's Hart character and Tiffany Haddish were not love interests. Absolutely. I didn't um, want to see that. Because I don't think that type of chemistry would have worked well for them. But no. I mean, overall, yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. I was happy to see Yvonne Orji in it. Um, yes. So I was happy she to see her. Stunning. She did. I was really excited to see her. Um, what else was I excited about? Um. <laughs> I thought Fat Joe was funny. Yeah, I thought he was funny. He did. He did okay. Yeah, all right. And I thought the other people, the supporting cast, was funny. I know what's the character's name. He's from I'm the 40 year old virgin. He's been in like a lot of white films. That's where mostly people know him from. That's where I know him from. He was also in Think Like a Man. Yes. What is what is his name? Mm -mm. Because I his character got on my damn nerves. What? No, you are kidding me. Because I feel like he was one of the funniest. No, he was not. It was like he was trying to be funny, and it's just like it wasn't landing with me. I just didn't think he was funny at all. I want to say his name is Virgil, but I'm totally wrong. Are you wrong. serious? He looks like a damn Virgil. <laughs> I thought his character was um, uh, Romney. Oh yeah, Rom Romney. Romney yeah. Malco. Mm-hmm. Him. You guys know him. He's you've seen him. He before. played Zeke on Think Think Like a Man. Yeah, the one who Megan Good's love interest. I thought he was funny in this movie. I think he's funny in everything he does. To be honest with you. I've never seen a film where he, that he's played a character where I was like... His hair bothered me. But I, that's what made it funny. No, it just bothered me and gone. Like, no, I didn't know what the hell was going on there. And then he's like this pro-black pimp. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, that's what made it funny. What? The contradiction. Oh, my God. I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. And I didn't... And maybe if he was just a pro-black, like, over-the-top kind of thing, then cool. But he was just too much for me. A little all over the place. Yeah. I just couldn't. I couldn't get with it. I'm sorry. I could not get with that character. I just he got on my nerves. Um and and honestly, I'm not the biggest Kevin Hart fan. Um I don't think he's as funny as um for stand-up comedy. I think he's better in movies than I do think he is in stand-up. Yes. Yeah. And when so he has someone else right to banter with. Right. I think it's it's hilarious. However, um what's funny is that he has another movie coming out called The Upside. With him, Brian um, Castron from um, Breaking Bad and Nicole Kidman. Brian Cranston. Cranston, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm interested in seeing him in that movie more than I was in this one. Because it's a serious role. Yeah. It's just something, yeah. It and you just know seems what? like. 
Tiffany Haddish is also in a film called The Oath that's not really getting as much um, hmm. marketing. Um, but I want to say that this film is probably, if not in limited theaters, or is going to be released this weekend, but um, she plays, I don't know if this is a comedy, but it's not her stereotypical loud mouth, suck your teeth type of um, character. Oh, yeah. So it would be interesting to see how she is in this movie. Yeah, I'm interested to see this one now, now that you said it. It's in select theaters October 12th and everywhere October 19th. So she's competing with The Hate You Give. But see, I don't think so. I think those are going to be two different audiences. Like I said, you didn't even know about this movie. To me, it hasn't been getting a lot of um, marketing. Mm. And I think the people who are going to see The Hate You Give are not going to go see The Oath. I could be wrong. Um, Because in The Oath, She's sharing the um the screen with Ike. I ain't even gonna pretend like I know him. <laughs> it's a white man named Ike, and um, <laughs> that's all I can tell you. But they they play a mixed race couple, and they, I think they're going to go visit their family or whatever. But oh, it's, so it's kind of like guests who's coming to dinner in a sense. No, it's not even one. I think they already know that they're married. I think it's just like a family Dinner. comedy. Okay. You know, but, um. All right. Well. Yeah, but I say go see Night School. Yeah, go, go see Night School. Is this something you will watch again? No. But go see it. Go support. Yeah. <laughs> That's just. I mean, hey, it's, it's October. Mm-hmm. And. It looks like it's going to be on par for being the best opening weekend for a comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. So, um, yeah, guys. So, that pretty much wraps up the show. Um, if you guys, uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, at Black and Behind the Scenes. We appreciate every last one of our listeners. We have been getting solid viewers for our episodes. Yay. Um, so it's been awesome. Thank you guys. And shout out to our new listeners. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate everyone tuning in and the support. We love you all. Um, and also guys, don't forget to check out The Hate You Give, which is in theaters tomorrow, um, Thursday, Friday, uh, October 19th. Yep. Hate and... You Give. Hopefully I can finish my book. Listen, I've been having this book for like two years before it was even, I've been having it before it was announced that this has become a movie. Oh. And now that the movie is going to come out this weekend, I'm like rushing to read the to book. To finish it. And I'm like. I ain't gonna make it. <laughs> no, girl, you're not gonna make I ain't it. Gonna it's make just, it. Yeah, we yeah we have this weekend to go see this movie. So yeah, yeah. But okay, go see it. Yeah, go check it out in theaters. Yeah, now. and don't forget to email us if you've seen Night School. You have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Black Lightning, yeah. the Quincy Jones documentary. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And we are um, our email address is blackandbehindthescenes at gmail dot com. Uh, Reach out to us there or just comment on our Instagrams um, at Antoinette Tope Like the Color and at Brittany Khan. All right, guys. Until next time. All right. Bye.